You know, the ground's supposed to glow when you walk, girl. The devil's supposed to tremble when you talk. See you bad, right? So they supposed to be mad, right? Cause ain't no light in defeat. So you just keep marching left and right with your feet. Even if you have to mumble your prayers at night, when you sleep, you will glow here. Like fireworks, you be queen. Even if you be hired work, I said you be queen. Always low key and when you're on the scene, you try not to be seen, but please. If you're gonna be seen, be someone worth seeing. If you're gonna be somebody, be someone worth being. What state of mind do you be in? What Pandora station is your heart beating? Let them know that you need not to be reminded of who you be, that since birth you knew that you be queen. I mean, well, don't it seem like you was almost destined to fail? But you see, failure really isn't an option. You just know it all too well. Life ain't always worth living, but the reason you ain't giving is because it's one really good story to tell. Let them know that you're not about being frail. You're not about waiting to exhale or waiting for a night, waiting for someone to treat you right. You're not about waiting for someone to appreciate your mind. Waiting for them to not waste your time because they not even out here trying to save their own life. So that means you fight the fight for yourself and you see beauty and potential in yourself because if no one else will, you got to love yourself, girls like you. Just trying to make your mama proud. I know they look at you when you come around, but it's not every day we see women wearing crowns. Not every day we see women loving ourselves for who we really are because when you wake up flawless, baby, that's your first flaw. Let them know that you woke up like this. That situations made you tough like this. That you know all too well of broken hearts and yearning love. Love so far gone is burning that you keep some things to yourself. That you may have cried yourself to sleep last night, but today you rose within and may I say, your glow up was amazing. I'm glad you made it. But tell me, why you look like that? Oh, I get it. You ain't expect for people to book like that. I know that you expected more, thought that you would be worth waiting around for, because now the ground glow where you go, girl, so let them know. Let them know what they missed out on, that you be queen, you be paradox, you be goddess, you be light, you be life birthing life, that you be free, unapologetically in love with your own reflection, using God as your protection, that you be paradise as much as possible. You know, you're the hardest to love, but a love worth working for. You're a woman worth waiting for and a woman worth praying for. So, oh, let's take a ode to the nights that we spend alone in our own space, in our own home, to the nights we sit and the nights we sit and soak. Because you know in order to glow, you don't wait for the light at the end. You be the light within your tunnel. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, so uh, welcome back to a mental break with uh, Delano. This is episode number two. Yay, episode number two. And um, on this episode, we're going to be tackling the, um, the topic of self-love, self-care, and mental health. But before I jump into that, uh, remember to share this podcast with your friends. Remember to log on to the website, www.amentalbreak.com. Um, check out the previous posts. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook, A Mental Break. We're on Twitter and um, everything else. 
And also shout out to all of those who listened to episode number one, where we discussed uh, postpartum depression with Miss Marge Dominique. Um, had listeners from the U.S., of course, New York, um, Brooklyn, Barbados, Trinidad, Antigua, um, Canada, the U.K., and back home in St. Kitts. So, yeah, we had a good amount of listeners. So, um, yeah, so share all of this um, good stuff. So uh, today, I'm going to be chatting with um, a poet. Um, She opened the show with her poem, Glow. Um, She's a poet, motivational speaker, sister, daughter, friend, one of the littest persons I know. (laughs) Nikwa Prophecy. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> hey. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for taking a mental break um, yeah. with me. Thank you for the poem, um, Glow, one of my um, favorite poems by you. Thank you so much for um, joining me, for joining me here. But um, tell us, I already know about you. Yeah. So tell <laughs> you know those um, persons listening a bit about you. Who is Nikwa Prophecy? All right. Well, I am a 28, almost 29 year old spoken word artist. I've been doing poetry um, since I was a teenager. Um, I actually started writing poetry as um, a tool for my depression when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually, um, I actually was a little suicidal when I was younger, and I was very depressed when I was younger. Um, always felt like the black sheep. It always felt like I was just out of place, and I mm-hmm. just had little to no understanding or surrounding me. Um, so when I discovered, I discovered poetry, my 11th grade year of school, like actually like wanting to write poetry and like wanting to like share it. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was, it was very interesting to kind of, um, utilize that as like, as my crutch and as my healing mechanism. Um, because as me being younger, I, I'm just writing my experiences out, you know, but you get up on a stage and like. You get off of it and everybody's crying. You yeah, like connect with people. Yeah, you know, and I didn't understand it at all when I was younger. Um, so it it just became a tool and it became a very powerful one at that for me to be able to not only tell my story but to feel like I am a vessel to tell other people's. Mm-hmm. Um, so sixteen, seventeen, I was um actually competed to be on Rochester Team Slam team. Right. <laughs> um, so that was amazing. You know, mm-hmm. being able to travel, we traveled to New York, New Jersey, California. Um, we went to DC. Just we just went everywhere. Um, our second year, we actually went to Brave New Voices, and mm-hmm. we ended up competing, and we won fourth. We played fourth internationally, mm-hmm. um, which landed us on the HBO series, um, their their junior series for their um death poetry so mm-hmm. it was by russell simmons and he was uh, producing that and it was it was amazing so their first their first year out we were on that season so that was amazing then i continued on with my poetry adventure and i ended up um you know doing shows i was doing my own shows for a while and then they had the they started the rock bottom team um the rock bottom team here mm-hmm. which was the adult team and i actually um placed first when i slammed the first year i actually placed first but I decided to go ahead and venture off my own way. And I continued to have my own shows and do my own features. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then after a while, um, so I've, I've just been developing my poetry. And I decided after a huge life change that I was going to continue on to 
travel mm-hmm. and to pursue my, my goals of teaching and producing and being a creative art influencer mm-hmm. um, to help other people utilize these skills and these tools that I have, even if they're not as developed as I am, but to be able to utilize them for a healing purpose and to be able to tell their story. So I started the Glow Tour this year, um, and that has been amazing. Um, <laughs> it definitely was. So here I am now being able to go from being the student to actually being the teacher and um, actually putting together lesson plans and curriculum to be able to teach how to write poetry and how to develop and how to um, even just free write. A lot of people don't even know how to free write, which, right. which is funny. Um, a lot of people don't know how to let their mind go and just let their right, hand right, write. Right. So that was amazing at the end able to teach. So here I am. 28 and I've been doing this since I was 16. <laughs> okay. So um, you answered quite a bit of the questions that I had. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, but um, yeah. So um, definitely you've had a lot of um, experience with um, poetry. But um, you mentioned it a bit before, but mm-hmm. what or who inspires you to, um, to write? The, is the, has there ever been, or is there someone now? Um, do friends inspire you mm-hmm. to like put pieces together? Like, where does the inspiration come from? Um, my inspiration really comes from a lot of when I was younger. It would come from things that were happening around me or to me. Mm-hmm. So even like I, I used to write a lot of political pieces when I was younger. Mm-hmm. A lot okay. of you know before the Black Lives Matter movement. You know we was we were still out here trying to represent and say something in regards to us being black and feeling black in society. So I would have yeah. a lot of pieces in regards to that. Mm-hmm. And especially when I when I like when I was 16, 17, 18, that's like when Obama was coming in. So right. you know, 2008, <laughs> that's like Obama coming in. So, you know, it was a lot to talk about, a lot like like exactly. a lot of us were really like, okay, like, oh, this is the change that we've been looking for and it, it, that became a thing. Mm-hmm. Um and then ultimately just growing up and um and just going through life, like whatever hits me, whatever I feel like touches me, um, to a point where it just draws me to write. Mm-hmm. Um so it's about telling a story as well. I mm-hmm. always like love telling a story, not just getting up there and just saying words, but actually being able to have to follow along and not only get the message, but have a story to entertain you as well throughout it. So mm-hmm. um, just being able to tell our stories, you know, right. and like I said, like I said, it's so much bigger than me. Mm-hmm. And even me, me telling my experience, I'm telling someone else's. Right, you know? right. So that's, that's what keeps me going. It's just knowing that just knowing that it, it is a healing process, you mm-hmm. know, and that's my ultimate goal is for us to be healed and us to be centered and us to be filled with self-love um, mm-hmm. and for us to talk about the things that we don't talk about, you know, right. so in a room full of, when the room's quiet and I have the stage, I can say some things that we might not want to talk about, yep. you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, but we're going to deal with them now for the three minutes and 30 seconds, like we're going to, we're going to say things that my niggas is, or yeah. might challenge you to think about how you're looking at yourself right. and, uh, and how you have other people looking at you as well. So mm-hmm. like, that's my ultimate goal is just to be transparent in my poetry to be mm-hmm. honest, to, and just like I said, to tell the story. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, I wanted to invite you to um, speak about um, self-care mm-hmm. and self-love because um, I've been following you on Facebook now for maybe a year or two. Mm-hmm. And um, like I've been looking at your posts and you always give something uh, motivational, something inspirational, something about um, loving you know, yourself, mm-hmm. you know, accepting yourself. 
and um, we've had conversations about um, you know self-care but um, what does uh, self-love mean to you? Self-love means everything to me. Nobody will know how to treat me, address me, or handle me if I cannot set that standard for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I've learned that in so many wrong ways. Mm-hmm. Like at this point, I'm trying to do it right, where I'm trying to, instead of you learning how to treat me by doing the wrong, I'm trying to just tell you how to do it right. You know, mm-hmm. just trying to show you how to do it right by how I'm carrying myself, how I'm addressing myself, how mm-hmm. I'm like just holding myself accountable for mm-hmm. the things, for my shortcomings and things like that. So self love. To me, like I said, it's, it's everything. It's, it's when you wake up in the morning and how you feel, you know, mm-hmm. like it's, it's making that conscious decision. Like the other day I woke up and I was so sad. Mm-hmm. I had no reason to be sad. I'm right. just a little spoiled brat, a little crybaby sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I had no reason to be sad and I had to make the conscious decision to love myself past that. Right. Like knowing mm-hmm. there was nothing going on and it was just a mental thing. Mm-hmm. And instead of like allowing, like, it's okay to allow yourself to feel, but it's also okay to call yourself out and be like, girl, there's nothing wrong with you. Right. So if you, if, if you feel wrong, you need to go find something right. You know, like go out, go for a walk, write right. something down, you know, watch something funny. Like there's so many other things to do besides sitting and wallowing mm-hmm. in that. And you have to love yourself. Like I went through a real bad depression about four years ago. Mm-hmm. And I could, I, and I honestly say like, I felt like I was drowning in the street. I felt mm-hmm. like I was drowning everybody's around watching not even watching just walking past like nobody can see me yeah and and when i and i would say it to myself every day during that time like i just feel like i'm drowning i feel like i'm drowning and nobody cares nobody sees i'm like and i'm really a private person and at that point i was reaching out to anybody that i could like can i get some advice can you tell me can you help me and i it had to come to a point where i had to help myself it had to come to a point where i had to see it in myself i had mm-hmm. like if i can't stand up like literally i would i would go in the bathroom and i would look at myself in the mirror and i would just cry mm-hmm. if you if, if i gotta do that mm-hmm. it's something internal like it's, it's something way like if i haven't yeah. even walked outside the house yet and i'm in the bathroom looking at myself crying mm-hmm. something else gotta give we gotta find we gotta find what that is like that that root hurt that that root hurt we gotta we gotta solve that because I'm not I'm I refuse to walk around. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know if it was me coming out of a breakup, a bad situation. It was just me. It mm-hmm. was just me. And mm-hmm. I had to be accountable for that and I had to hold myself to a certain standard to say when you get up, you need to do something different. If you mm-hmm. don't wanna feel how you felt this morning, you need to do something different. Right. So I think that's a part of self love and it's a journey. Like I said, that was years ago and it's just things that you still have to apply and learn and go through. But mm-hmm. it definitely is just um it's just something for me to hold like self love is just mm-hmm. for me to hold myself the yeah. value of myself, you know. Having compassion for yourself mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um I've been on this journey of um learning to love myself mm-hmm. because um i can admit it i don't there are a lot of things that i don't like about myself mm-hmm. um and i don't know if i love myself mm-hmm. and um like you mentioned the like looking in the mirror like there are days where i just can't like look myself in the mirror mm-hmm. it's like when i look myself in the mirror it's like you're stupid you're this you're that or mm-hmm. whatever and it's been that way for like years yeah and i'm at the point now where i'm exploring you know self-love 
you know, um, having compassion, you know, for myself, you know, what do I love about myself, accepting myself, you know, the good parts mm -hmm. and the bad parts, you know, so I'm on, on that um, journey, you know, so I'm, I'm, that's another reason why I wanted to talk to you about it as mm -hmm. well, you know, just to, to speak to, to someone, to, to others, you know, about um, self-love. So we, we've covered self-love a bit. Um, what does self-care mean to you? Self-care to me is giving myself the space that I need in order for me to function properly. Whether that be I need an alone moment, um, whether that be also me calling myself out in regards to me trying to cling on to people. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm learning that like now in regards to me using people as fillers. So mm. self-care to me is like mm. using myself as the filler, knowing that I'm enough. I don't need right. another counterpart to like mm -hmm. be like whole. So self-care during that process is like, it's literally me speaking life into myself, mm -hmm. taking time for myself mm -hmm. to allow myself to have, have these thoughts, Mm -hmm. but also have the conversation with myself about where they're coming from mm -hmm. and why I'm feeling this way and what is it that's circumstantial that's putting me here because right. honestly life is really good you know mm -hmm. considering you know like I'm alive you know and it's and it's so I have like really great people around me and so much to be thankful for and it's remaining in those spaces and like self-care is like a mental it's a mental thing mm -hmm. you know I don't allow people around me who I like who I feel like mess up you know my energy Mm -hmm. You know, I take myself on dates, you know, like, I, right. like, I love, I love to like, to cater to myself and to, I'm, and I'm not materialistic, like, I'm like a cheap girl, like, mm -hmm. you take me to the coffee shop, I think, of the day, you take me to, like, you, like, you don't go to the grocery store, I'm like, you know, like, I'm like, so it don't take a lot to impress me, right. you know, so I'm like, but you have, I have to be able to impress myself as right. well, you know, right. so it's just like, you know, not waiting for other people to tell me that I'm beautiful, not waiting for other people to tell me I'm smart, not waiting for other people to tell me, to validate, boom, to right. validate it, but knowing myself, so doing the things that I know mm -hmm. help me, yoga clears my mind, meditation clears my mind, like, even just listening to music, self-care mm -hmm. to me is just what whatever I know that keeps me because mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, we're not malicious people, we're not out here doing crazy things, you right. know what I mean? So it's just like, for me, it's, it's just the, the simplest of things and making sure that I'm checking in with myself. Right. You know? Right. So that's the, like the most important part of just literally having those conversations with yourself. And I just think it's so funny though, because we're not taught self-love. Right. We're taught to be humble, mm -hmm. have humility, mm -hmm. you know, to be respectful to others, to a lot of times sit down and shut up to a certain extent, yeah. you know? And it's just like, it's just like breaking those barriers and knowing like you can you can love upon yourself and it intimidates people. It does. Because they don't know that they're supposed to do this. Right. You know, and that's why we're we have like so many societal issues where we're like, Oh, like this beauty is standard and this what's the standard of beauty and that standard of beauty and this standard of beauty and that standard of beauty when really we're supposed to be setting the standard for ourselves. Right. You know, right, so right, it's right. just it's just it's just the all around, just make, like I said, just making sure I'm good. Whatever right. I need to do, whether it's a moment together, a moment alone, like, <laughs> you know, being honest about what I need, mm -hmm. you know, because that's 
that's a part of it. It's just being honest about what, what I need. True. You know, it don't have to make sense to you. It don't have to make sense to anybody. Like, right. it's what I need, you know? It's for you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just making sure, like, I'm doing my work and staying mm-hmm. busy and I'm not forgetting <laughs> about who I am and what I love and mm-hmm. the things I want to do. And, you know, it's just about keeping it pushing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I've been on... um a journey, especially this year as well, with um, self-care, um, being in therapy. When I started therapy mm-hmm. like a year or two ago, um, that's one thing that my old therapist like pushed, self-care. Mm-hmm. You need to do something for you. And um, I never really understood that or I never really did that. Mm-hmm. And when she mentioned it, I was like, what do you mean self-care? Like, what do I do? Like, what does it mean? Do I say, like, what, like, what is self-care? Like, no internal self-care. What does it mean? Yeah. So I've been on this um, journey mm-hmm. as well, you know, um, this year, along with, you know, loving myself, but taking care of, you know, of myself. Um, you mentioned the thing about um, taking yourself on a date. Mm-hmm. And I haven't done it yet, but I've been, I've, told myself a few months ago, you know what, every week, do something, you mm-hmm. know, with yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't have to spend money, do something, just one day a week. Mm-hmm. You can go to the lake, sit or yeah. whatever, yeah. go to a coffee shop, sit down, have a drink, but do something every, every week. I haven't done it as yet. <laughs> and I thought about this, I think last week I thought about it. But, um, but yeah. Self, self-care, you mentioned yoga as well. Mm-hmm. And um, I've seen you post about trap yoga. You know it. <laughs> trap <laughs> yoga, okay. A few times. But, um, yeah, you mentioned there's the um, mental part of it. There's the mental part, and then there's the, the physical um, aspect of it. The physical aspect of it would be um, the, the working out. Yeah. You know, going to the gym, doing yoga doing your cardio, taking care of the, the physical mm-hmm. um, body, um, the way that you eat as well has mm-hmm. a part to, to play in it, like mm-hmm. taking care of that part. Like, I'm going to be honest, I, I, I love junk food. Right. You know, you know I love snack cake. You know, I always like, you got some cake. You got some, some cake and some fried chicken. Okay. So that part is like, always difficult yeah and um it's just this year as well um i heard um i'm not sure if you've ever heard of the podcast called the read mm-hmm. okay with um crystal and kid fury and um they speak about like um all sorts of issues or whatever but they talk about mental health in there and crystal's therapist mentioned to her that think of yourself like taking care of yourself, think of it as caring for like a six year old. Mm-hmm. You know, what does a six year old child need? Mm-hmm. Okay, um, gonna need to like eat right, have your shower, do this, that. Like, think of it that way, mm-hmm. you know? And um, that's really helped me a lot um, on the self care journey mm-hmm. because a lot of things. I don't necessarily want to, I don't want to eat properly or whatever, but then I think, okay, the six-year-old kid is still growing, so right. got to feed him um, a balanced meal, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> so um, that's really helped. 
So um, yeah, I've been on this journey of um, self-care as well. Um, so you mentioned that there was a time when you didn't um, necessarily love yourself, but when did it change for you? Was there um, something, do you remember if there was like um, an event that happened and you like said, I've got to love myself, like, do you remember? Yeah, I think that honestly, like coming out of my last relationship, mm -hmm. it really taught me how much I wasn't loving myself properly. Mm -hmm. And because I felt like I had to hide so much of myself. Mm -hmm. And I actually had wrote a post on Facebook like, I can't believe I felt like I had to hide myself in order to be loved. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I hope I never feel that shame ever again. And mm -hmm. that's what it was. It was shame. It's literally, it was, I was ashamed of who I am. Mm -hmm. And I hope, and I, I literally hope to never, ever have to go through that experience where I feel like I'm not good enough. And not that anybody ever said it or did anything, but I felt like what I had to contribute wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. So I really would say, and I think that self-love is an ongoing journey. It's, it's mm -hmm. never ending because I'm changing. So there are going to be parts of me that I'm going to have to learn to re-love. Right. You right. know, so mm -hmm. I think that it was an eye-opening. Like when I was, when I was younger, I would say, I, you know, I didn't have a lot of self-love for myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I was just, I grew up in, actually, I grew up in Syracuse. So oh, okay. I was like, until I was 10. So I was mm -hmm. like one of the only handful of black kids mm -hmm. and, you know, like, ethnic kids and so like I didn't even know what I didn't even know like I hate to say like being black is a thing but mm -hmm. I didn't even know like the significance of being black right. you know so even that part of like me learning like my history who I am like that was a journey of self-love in itself right you know like going from moving literally when you're 10 11 and I'm moving from being teased to being the girl with the short hair to mm -hmm. coming to an all-black school and I'm the girl with the long hair and being mm -hmm. teased it's, it's, it's like a it's so weird like it was like it was such an adjustment like it it's and then just going from high school to college and then just just everything like these these milestones in my life mm -hmm. taught me there were different there are just different levels of me to love there's still mm -hmm. parts of me that I have to explore and define and refine right. and you know so I think that, but I do think that I never, ever, ever want to feel that feeling where I feel like I can't be myself first Right. Period. Like mm -hmm. I'm gonna be Sharnika Cook first, mm -hmm. and then everything else comes after that. Like you know, like I'm a poet. You know, I want to be a mother one day. You know, mm -hmm. like I'm a queer woman. Like it's, all that comes after. But who right. I am, like that has to stand strong. Mm -hmm. Period. You know, it can't waver because then you look crazy. You mm -hmm. know, and then it's like then literally, and then then it's like, and I honestly had to tell myself like mm -hmm. you hid so much of yourself. Mm -hmm. Who was this person even getting the chance to love? Mm -hmm. You know, so mm -hmm. it just becomes like this. It just becomes this never-ending cycle. And I, I hope to never be caught up in that tornado ever again. I just mm -hmm. hope that it's like, you know. But like now, I just kind of move forward with like transparency and honesty, and just try to like, you know, call a thing a thing. That's mm -hmm. my thing now. I'm like, I call a thing a thing. Like, is black and white? Call it what it is. Because mm -hmm. I'd rather know know it than let's dance around it. Right. You know, right, so, right. Yeah. yeah, you mentioned um something there um about you didn't know being black was a thing, and you had to learn about um your history, mm -hmm. and um I think that's really important mm -hmm. um as 
black people mm-hmm. we don't um like know our history or all of our history of it, yeah and um just even what we see in the media causes us not to love certain yeah. things mm-hmm. you know about ourselves right you know um being dark skinned or darker skinned or whatever mm-hmm. it's not we, we don't see that in the media we see light skin light skin yeah so it, we we um we don't love that about ourselves mm-hmm. or like um our hair texture um body shape like there's so much yeah and then you move into sexuality and then you're mm-hmm. like hold on a second gotta learn this right 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 yeah. <laughs> the way so you know it's just like and it's just so many like i said you're mm-hmm. we're learning developing growing and it's just like um there are no rules there's no handbook you know mm-hmm. but then there's like literally when you're growing up and nobody's telling you like Mm-hmm. you know how to love yourself and mm-hmm. that it's important for you to love yourself mm-hmm. and so it's just like you're developing all these all these things and learning to heal at the same time mm-hmm. from all this past hurt that you gave yourself that you allowed mm-hmm. that you, you know like you literally open the door to right so yeah right so what would you um tell someone who's like having a hard time accepting themselves like what would advice would you give someone you know say there's um 13 year old listening to this and they don't necessarily like the way that they look their um, skin tone or appear like what advice would you give to someone who's struggling well what i would definitely what i tell a lot of people honestly is that one time goes by so quick and the people who we know now aren't the people who we're gonna know in 10 years Mm. You know, especially like those younger kids when they're 13, 14, 15, like the people who they, who you know, then it's good. You're going to know, you might know 500 kids in your school and you're going to know 10, 10 of them, maybe in 10 years, maybe <laughs> that's, a lot. that's a lot, that's a lot, you know? And like, literally like I'm, my little brother just, um, is in his senior year and I'm telling him this, I'm like the kids who you know now, you yeah. are not going to know them as adults. It won't matter. It won't, it's not even going to matter. So it's up to you. What's going to matter, though, is that you're going to know you in 10 years. Mm-hmm. You're going to know you in 20 years. You're going to know you in 30 years. Mm-hmm. So this is like, so what you're doing now is always a vital part of how it's going to be in the future. Mm-hmm. So it's up to you if you want to start your work now or if you want to continue on being damaged. Now, mm-hmm. this is the thing as well. People will literally, my age, will, or even older, will sit there mm-hmm. and say, oh, I've spent the last 10 years doing this, that, and the third, mm-hmm. and I'm so miserable. And I feel like I wasted my time. And I feel like I wasted my life. Mm-hmm. and won't do anything to change it. And it'll be right. another, they will waste another 10, 10 20, yep. 30. Like, they will waste their life complaining about the very things that they knew from when they were younger, that they, right. that they weren't even built for. That they literally just became accustomed to and became mm. comfortable with. Mm-hmm. So, like that's the thing as like that's the thing as well as like to be able to step out of your comfort zone, to mm. be able to walk away from toxic situations, mm-hmm. to say this is not helping me. This causes me stress. I know I have to get. You might have to get through a situation. You might work with people who you don't like. You might mm-hmm. be around people who you don't. You might have to just deal <laughs> with it. But it's up to you on how you handle yourself. Right and. I think that is just really, I just, I just always, I really just always use a 10 year, like, mm-hmm. example, because I think that it's just so funny, like, 10 years ago when I was 18, I, I literally, yeah, I, maybe I know two people from when I was 18, right. you know, like, two, mm-hmm. and I, and I, I hope, like, I have a really good group around me, I hope I mm-hmm. know, like, and that's the thing, when we're getting older, we learn to develop these different relationships and start 
seeing different people for you know who they are you know mm -hmm. and it's just like are you going to continue to walk into the same traumatic people who you know who make you feel like well this is what i went through when i was younger you know right. a lot of people go that route where they you know they pick they pick toxic partners mm -hmm. have toxic friendships mm -hmm. then toxic careers a lot of people do that so it's mm -hmm. just about it's about deciding for yourself mm -hmm. and seeing the worth in yourself and once again that's just setting the standard for yourself in regards to how people treat you how they see you and how mm -hmm. you set yourself apart right right yeah i mean i think it's like self-love is so it's really important i mean while you were um speaking um i just drifted off uh, a bit I'm thinking about self-love. Um, we've been hearing of so many uh, teenagers, you know, committing suicide mm -hmm. um, for whatever reason, for um, bullying or just mm -hmm. not liking themselves. Mm -hmm. And it's it's crazy. Um, parents, they have a part to, to play in teaching their kids, you know, how to, I think, you know, how to, to love themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, they're still kids. They're still, you know, discovering who they are. You know, they may see 10 other kids look a certain way, but then they look different or whatever. Um, it's up to the parent to say, you're beautiful. Mm -hmm. You are loved. And um, it's, there was, um, I'm not sure if you saw this video. It was on Instagram, Facebook or whatever. These two, they run it on a YouTube page or whatever, and a couple. She, yeah, she just had a the baby. baby yeah, but like she's saying her baby was right. Um, Didn't have the you, eyes. Don't, you don't have pretty she eyes. I thought, pretty eyes. I thought you oh have my pretty God. eyes. I saw that, and I also watched the when they came back and tried to explain. Right. Did you watch that part right, too? Right, and maybe and even worse. Even worse, like. Like you're explaining it, like, ma'am, we got your point. Like that's, ma'am, that's what we thought you were saying. Like right, exactly right. what you're explaining, ma'am. That's exactly what we thought you were saying. We got it. Like, right. and it is. It's. It, it. People are like. Luckily, we're coming into this time where darker skin people are being appreciated and being, you know, mm -hmm. you know, for their beauty being valued and just being, you know, seen and thought out and not mm -hmm. being traded out um mm. but it is a thing colorism is definitely real yeah um and you know it really is something that we have to out learn and out grow like that is something that has been going on for centuries yeah centuries yeah. you know and it's something that just like they teach racism is is black people out here teaching their kids colorism you know, oh, and that's and that's that's a hard reality. You know that because we're really trying to make a movement for Black people, period. Right. But then there's segregation within it. With, right. right, right <laughs> you right, know, right. so, um, and and then there's then you got the celebrities making comments and making songs and stuff like mm -hmm. that, and it's just like setting these standards. You know, but mm -hmm. luckily there is this huge wave of us. You know, redefining what beauty is. Right. And and saying like it's not one thing it's not one side it's not one look yep. you know so that's that's the amazing part about the internet is that yeah. you know <laughs> that actually when people do come together we can actually make a movement so yeah, yeah definitely like that that was a lot to see I, like it, it was like maybe yeah. just fresh out they was just, just <laughs> dog in the face i was like wow you don't have pretty eyes i mean it starts it starts you know from from there i mean and like the doctors mm -hmm. are saying, 
she's healthy, she's pretty, mm-hmm. and they're trying to look at that, but she's like, oh, you don't have pretty eyes, you know, so, um, yeah, just wanted to touch on, on that a bit. Um, so we're almost at the end, just a few more questions um, for you. Um, so why do you think self-care is important to mental health? We touched on um, self-love being mm-hmm. important to mental health, but self-care. Yeah. Why do you think it's important to mental health? Well, wellness? self-care is really the action mm-hmm. behind self-love. You mm-hmm. know, like, it's one thing to just wake up in the morning. I think that's, like, that's the heart. When you just wake up in the morning, you're just like, okay, I'm loving myself, that's fine. But it's about doing the action. Like, if I told you, if I woke up every day and just said, babe, I love you, and we left, like, mm-hmm. the, you wouldn't feel love. Mm-hmm. You would feel like, okay, she told me that, but mm-hmm. you wouldn't feel like I love you, you know? And, but it's about doing those things, those mm-hmm. action, action behind it, taking the time for yourself, setting those standards for yourself. Mm-hmm. So I think that, I mean, I, I never want to, I don't want us to overlook those things because you can't, I don't think you can have one without the other. Right. You know, I really don't, right. I, whether it is getting a pedicure, mm-hmm. whether it's going to the spa, whether it's just going for a walk on the beach, like these things that we, you know, we need we need that reassurance for ourselves, like I said, so we don't seek it from other people. Right. You know, like, we want the best for ourselves, mm-hmm. ultimately, so we should set those standards for ourselves. And mm-hmm. it's, like you said, it don't have to have money involved, it don't mm-hmm. have to be anything that's crazy, extravagant, you have to take yourself on a round trip right. every, every year, you know what I'm saying? But if you have the money, that's awesome, but you know, you also have a reality, like, and, 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 and that's the pleasure as well, is doing really good things for yourself that don't cost you money, uh-huh. you know, that you can go back to, that you can actually learn to enjoy and, mm-hmm. you know, like, develop, because that's a part of you developing who you are. And when people come into your presence, they know how to treat you. Right. You know, because it's like, and literally, because you could have, you could have all the self-esteem in the world, but if you're around a whole bunch of people who aren't Jack and who are, like, talking down to you and talking about you and doing all that, it's, it's only good. it's only so much you can do in those environments. You have to set the standard for who you are, mm-hmm. what you allow, mm-hmm. you know, what's going on, good to go on after people, when people come in. Right. This is the standard of what's happening. If you can't maintain, we can, if this is not maintained, and it's not your job to maintain it, mm-hmm. but if I cannot maintain this and you are around, then you can't be around. Yeah. I think we become so clingy to people. And like I said, like I'm learning that, like, you know, to keep people around, they, they don't mean the best for me, right. but because they are filling in from this part that I'm missing, right? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to keep you around. Like, there's no more of that. There's yeah. no more of that. There's, it is no longer, I hope we, I hope we hear that. Like, it's no longer anybody's job to do the work for right. us. Like, right. it's not nobody's job. None. Your therapist can give you the tools. People can give you the map, but it's mm-hmm. your job to do it. And I think that's where a lot of people come in and they get it mixed up. Like yeah. people, there are there are people out there who need who are codependent, you mm-hmm. know. And whether they're the mm-hmm. ones who mm-hmm. people, there are people out there who need people to need them. Mm-hmm. That's a part of codependency. We don't talk about that. There are people who need people to need them. Not just I need somebody. I need who I need people to need mm-hmm. me. Yeah. For me to feel validated. Right. Don't, you know, like <laughs> right, right, right. No, you need you. Like you, yeah. like you know. And then and then. Cause you'll see them people and then I'm like, well, nobody cares about me. That was your job. Mm-hmm. You went, you went out your way to care for everybody else and do everybody's work. And then you're mad. Nobody gave it back to you. That was right. your right. job. Mm-hmm. You know? So. Right. It's just, I don't know. It's just, it's just so important. It's just so important. 
Yeah, I think a, a lot of times, I know I had to come to the realization, we talked about this, I think before we started recording, mm-hmm. but um, you have to help yourself, you got to save yourself, mm-hmm. there's no, there's no prince in shining armor, right. that's going to come and rescue you, and um, I had to get to that point, because um, going through, you know, my mental health issues um, last year, the year before, I don't know. I think I was like waiting, like for someone to like save me, to help me. Mm-hmm. Someone like see me. Someone help me. Someone save me. And like one day, it's like I have to want to get better. I have to want to be okay. Like I have to save myself. Like I've been waiting on someone to come and save me. That's not happening. Like no one's gonna come and save me. I I have to save myself. There's no knight in shining armor sorry life isn't a fairy tale right there's no happily ever after, after. right right there is <laughs> like happiness is a, a journey it's not a destination yeah it and is. sometimes um sometimes happiness is a feeling but sometimes it's a choice mm-hmm. you know so yeah. it's like sometimes you have to choose happy yeah that's know? true so it's just that's also like that's, i think that's like i just kind of remind myself of it's like mm-hmm. you know like it might be that some stuff might happen, but like we have to choose happiness. We have to choose ourselves. We have to choose this. Right. You know, we keep pushing. If we get tired, then we try something happens. You know, right. like rest a little bit. Right. Um, and then also, what what thing that you have said that kind of made me think was the fact that when you're when we're going through our situations, nobody knows what we're going through, mm-hmm. and that's just the reality because there's so much conversation that we have in our head <laughs> that yep. there's no way we can <laughs> verbalize it to other people. Right. You yeah. know, you done made 15 decisions mm-hmm. and you just telling me the one that right. you, you know, that, became, we, that right. you came up with, the last one, you know what I mean? Like, also, yeah. it's, it's like, I, so I, I was like, well, that's not okay because da 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 but you done had this conversation in your head back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Like, we talk to ourselves more than we talk to anybody. Yeah. People do not tell us that. They, 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 like, when you're younger, they're like, oh, you talk to yourself, you're crazy. Right. And then you get older, and you realize you're talking to yourself all day long. Like, everybody's talking to themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, like, <laughs> like, what, like, what is that about? Like, how dare y'all hide this from us? Like, right. no, I'm supposed to talk to myself. I'm supposed to check myself. Like, maybe right. not out loud. Like, you know right. what I mean? Right. Have a dead conversation out loud, but I'm supposed to talk to myself. Right. You know, right. like, and right. we, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about the fact that, like, there has, like, we sit up at night and we talk to ourselves. Oh, we wake up in the morning. We have the same conversation. You go, you know, took a shower, got got dressed, done, made your commute, and then we get here. And I'm just telling you my decision. You like, but no, there is no but. I don't have 15 other conversations with yep. me. Like, <laughs> like no, we are we are fine. So like people, like they can relate, but they will not get it. That's right. why it's your job to do your work because mm-hmm. it's it's not anybody else's task. It's only yours. Right. Like. I can't tell, I can, especially like there is stuff that everybody does. There is stuff from like when we're five that traumatizes us. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it's just like you can't explain that to people. You can't explain why you did something because when you were five, you know, it was instilled in you. You know, like mm-hmm. you accidentally picked up this habit. It's like, where did you get that from? Like, oh, when yeah. I, you know, it don't make sense. But to you, it just does because you've been living 30 years mm-hmm. doing it. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's just like, we got to understand like, these are our own battles. These right. are our own. And it's like they say, pick your battles. And I say, pick your battles. Right. And then choose less of those. Okay. Yep. Like, like, choose less of them. Right. Um, so, want to shift a bit. Um, we've touched on like relationships here and there when it comes to like self care, self care. Yeah. 
but um i want to speak about um a post that you made on facebook some time ago about um anxiety in regards to your partner you remember the post yeah okay so Mm -hmm. like what tell those listening on the post and um like the explanation behind it okay so i was like i don't know who needs to hear this but all that anxiety might be the person that's laying in bed with you Mm. um (laughs) you know sometimes i say i don't know who to hear this but it'd be me like i heard it like you know me um but you know you know but that is that is real like people will like People settle on time. Like, oh, they've been here for 13 years. They've been here for seven years. They've been here for six years. Like, people settle on time and they be dead miserable. Yeah. Ain't no way out of it. Ain't no solution to it. Ain't ain't nothing that's going to help. There is nothing. Mm -hmm. There is nothing that's going to fix your relationship. It is always going to be damaged, broken, and toxic. Right. Period. Like that's that's what it is. No matter how great of people you develop into, no matter how much change comes, at a certain point. Ain't, it, people ain't changing. Like we're right. we're adults now. Like at this point, I'm like I'm an adult. Like right. this is who we are. You know, like this. Right. Is, we can we can we can adapt and we can learn. We can grow. But like ultimately, like this is who we are. Mm-hmm. You know, like people don't decide to be good. People don't decide to be bad. That's just who we. This is who we are at this point. Right. So I think that you know, like trying to um like overcompensate for certain things, or you know, mm-hmm. keep yourself hidden from certain things, or you know, I've I've been I've been the person who's causing the person anxiety in the relationship, mm. and I've also laid there with my you know anxiety, my triggers. Mm-hmm. You know, walking mm-hmm. around right with my trigger hand in hand, right, and right. you know, I think Ooh. like right, you know, like <laughs> and we looking cute too. That's okay? a word. Ooh, we master cute. Okay, <laughs> master like you know. That's a word. You know, like you know, I really, I really just. I I will never like I will never mm. intentionally like I like now I'm to a point where I'm like getting old I'm trying to learn from my mistakes and things like that. Right. But I think that it like certain things. I mean, they're just kind of like oh yeah, like like I said, just comfort from other triggers in my past, and this right. was reminding me of that. And you know, mm-hmm. sometimes we just comfortable with pain. You know, we just oh, com- yeah. yeah, and that's like that that becomes a thing, and we just comfortable with like um just like the same. I guess, I guess, honestly, to control the con- control the narrative, mm-hmm. so that we're not introduced to pain that might be worse than what we experience. Right. So we're used to this pain, so we're we're comfortable with this pain. So we're like, taking this pain. Yeah, you know, and it's, I it's, know what to expect. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, it's not your job to take on that pain. So right. you know, and that's something that we have to remind ourselves for. But yeah, I mean, I I really like I said, I've been I've been in both situations where I was the anxiety and I was laying with my anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I think that is just like like I said, let's call a thing a thing. Like right. we are not gonna fix this. Right. You know, like <laughs> we, we like you know, and we might we might learn that like life may take us a complete different way and maybe we'll come back together, but like, True. you know, like if y'all we can't talk, ain't no trust and you know, it's you no know, love, it's like it's no it's no laughing. It's it's just we're here. Yeah, we're here. You know, gotta gotta be okay with letting some stuff go. Holding on to yourself. Gotta let it go to grow. To grow. Mm-hmm. To grow. <laughs> exactly. All right. So, um, what's next for Nikwa Prophecy? What can we expect to see you? Where can we expect to see you? Do you have any shows coming up? 
and also how can people um connect with you as well social media stuff. of course of course so you guys can always follow me all my stuff is Nikwa prophecy um instagram facebook youtube um and then every first and third wednesday i have a series called writer crush wednesdays i'm bringing that back out Mm-hmm. Um, right now it's just a little under construction, but um, stay tuned for that because every first Wednesday we'll drop new material and every third Wednesday we'll drop behind the scenes for like the poetry world and the places that I'm traveling and things that I'm doing, especially like when my glow tour comes back up and running. Um, right now I'm also working on visual art, so I moved into actually doing releasing and I've been a visual artist since I was young, mm-hmm. um, but I'm actually starting to release work and um, I'm working on putting together audiobooks. So I really want to um, release my EP for my birthday. I have a couple, couple things I'm working on. It's really exciting. Um, being good, able to be in the, to be in the studio. A lot of people have been asking for like actual, um, actual things that they can read. I'm working on a coffee table book. I'm working on the audio book. Oh, nice. I'm working on a lot of things where I'm doing things behind the scenes when I'm sitting down. Um, but I do have shows coming up. Um, as of right now, you can catch me on um, July 10th at the French Quarter Cafe. Okay. Um, July 17th, I'll be featuring out in Troy, New York for their open mic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's called Poetic Vibes. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me wrong. Um, <laughs> and then for my birthday, August is coming. Leo season is coming. <laughs> so I really want to do an art exhibit. And um, I'm writing all new material right now. So I have about... Uh-huh. I have about 13 new pieces right now, mm-hmm. um, and I'm working on memorizing. And so everybody who knows me, when I perform, I memorize my poems. I actually craft them, and they're, like, stage-ready performance poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, like, working on memorizing poems and, like, crafting them and, and working on um, sketch work, paintings, just everything. So because once I am able to travel again, I want to be out on the road. I'm going to have material. I'm working on um, T-shirts. I don't have T-shirts for my birthday. Nice. Um, I, we always get your glow bands. If you want glow in the dark glow bands that say don't wait for the light, be the light, please feel mm-hmm. free to hit me up. They come in purple and blue and they glow in the dark. Nice. Um, yeah, so just catch me. I'm around. So follow me on all social media networks and mm-hmm. I look forward to seeing you guys. And you said it's Nequa Prophecy. Give us a spelling. N-E-Q-U-A-P-R-O-F-A-C-Y. Yep. Period. Period. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, um, thank you so much um, for joining me on episode number two of A Mental Break with Delano. Thank you, Nico Prophecy, thank you. for joining me. It was a pleasure having you, and I look forward to um, hearing more from you, and I'll put all your social media links in the description for this podcast. Check out the website, www.amentalbreak.com, A Mental Break on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, I think there's Pinterest as well, all over. Um, you can send me an email, info at a mental break.com, and share this and leave a comment on Apple Podcasts. Let me know how I'm doing. All right, thanks for joining. See y'all next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>